Hey there, it's Jen Lawrence. Welcome to another episode of Entrepreneurial Ease. This podcast explores the role stress and trauma can play in entrepreneurship. Learn about how trauma can manifest in your business and how you can take steps to identify and manage triggers. You will learn practical tips and practices to help you increase your window of tolerance so you can better serve your customers and clients. Welcome. Hey there, it's Jen Lawrence. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Entrepreneurial Ease. I hope you have had a good week. Uh, We are recording a day later because it was a holiday in Canada on Monday. I know for my American friends it's next week, but it does feel like the official kickoff to summer. And um, if you're working in a regular job, you know, summer, I think, kind of slows down a little bit. People book vacations. But as an entrepreneur, um, we never slow down. It never often feels like a vacation time for us. So it can feel like a bit of a lonely experience. You know, when other folks are clocking out at noon on a Friday and talking about, you know, going to the lake or whatever, and we're, you know, busy working away and fulfilling the needs uh, that our clients and customers have that can seem unrelenting. So what I wanted to talk about today is entrepreneurial loneliness. Um, You know, when we watch shows about entrepreneurs, movies, you know, even some of the ones like uh, Theranos and WeWork, you know, ones that didn't end up well, I think it doesn't really show the loneliness of the entrepreneurial experience. I think even um, negative movies can tend to romanticize the early days when one is working as a solopreneur or perhaps, you know, have a couple of staff, but just how lonely it can feel and how much responsibility it can feel like we have. You know, as entrepreneurs, I think often we're kind of looking for the adult in the room and we realize like, We are not only the adult, but often the only adult. And it's up to us to make every kind of decision. Marketing, finance, you know, what lawyer we use, what bank we use, um, what customers we have, how much, you know, we will put up with when it's time to let a vendor go. You know, all of this stuff tends to be on us and we, it can be lonely and it can be stressful. So I wanted to talk about, you know, something that isn't often discussed out there in the world, which is the loneliness trap that entrepreneurship can create Um, that, you know, folks who go to work in an office every day don't necessarily have. And even those working from home, you know, tend to be in a work group and have a boss and, you know, it doesn't feel like they're quite so isolated. Um, Being an entrepreneur, especially if you have, Um, pivoted your business from being, you know, maybe a storefront or working in a co-work space to working from home, it can feel really isolating at times. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, First of all, you know, we know that loneliness is not good. You know, loneliness is the new smoking. Uh, They're finding all sorts of detriments to folks that don't have a robust community. But as entrepreneurs, we don't always have time to build a community. You know, it feels often like we need to be working on our businesses 24-7. And it can feel like a luxury to take time out to visit with friends or, you know, go to a networking meeting or something like that. It can feel that if it's not something that's directly contributing to the bottom line, that it's not a good use of time. But I think we have to really look at what the impact of isolation can be. You know, it leads to increased stress, anxiety, depression, 
Um, it can make it harder to cope with the challenges that come with our business. I teach a lot about trauma and entrepreneurship and widening the windows so we can take advantage of the resilience that comes from stress. And a huge piece of that is having supportive community, having people who can bear witness to our struggles and listen to us and offer empathy. And that only happens in community and it needs to be reciprocal. You know, we have to be supporting other folks uh, if we want them to support us. And sometimes it feels like we don't have the bandwidth for that. So, you know, entrepreneurship can really lead to isolation and that can actually impact the bottom line as we are less resilient and less able to make good decisions. And we start to move out of that collaborative mindset that you get when you're socially engaged and start to think, you know, it's all up to me. Uh, help is not coming. I need to do this myself. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, where one can find community as an entrepreneur. Because let's face it, you know, it's hard to find empathetic folks who don't share in the entrepreneurial experience. And yet we don't necessarily want to, you know, be with our competitors because, you know, another source of entrepreneurial stress is that folks have had ideas stolen. Um, and so, you know, often we're sort of trying to not reveal our stresses to the outside world. Um, particularly if one's in like the wellness space or the life coaching space, or if one is offering, you know, expertise, if one is an expert, whether that's a, you know, a lawyer or a nutritionist or a, you know, someone providing, you know, physical training services, you want to show that you're perfect. So the last thing you want to talk about with a broader circle is like the fact that you got injured while training someone or the fact that you don't eat perfectly every day if you're trying to coach people around health. So, you know, it's where do you find groups of people who understand what you're going through and yet will be supportive in a way that competitors, you know, often aren't. And so there can be, you know, associations can be really helpful. Um, and sometimes you can do that through geography like through BIAs or, you know, there are often local networking groups based on geography. And that can be helpful since there aren't often a lot of competitors in that space. You can also network with folks who are in your industry, but perhaps not exactly in your space. So say you're a massage therapist, you know, you can go to wellness conferences where you might meet with people you could collaborate with, other kinds of practitioners that perhaps you could partner with and, you know, organize a retreat for clients or something like that. Um, there are incubators and accelerators where you would be grouped with other entrepreneurs at a similar life cycle to yours. So maybe it's all folks who are seeking to tap into the capital markets or who are, you know, growing in a certain way. And it can be helpful to hear other people in that same position. So people who are perhaps chasing funding um, and you can share ideas and, you know, empathize and even sometimes commiserate with one another. So that can be another helpful place to find folks. Um, one of the positives that came out of COVID uh, is really the rise of online communities and forums. I know I've joined a number of organizations that focus on the female entrepreneurship experience. Um, I'm a member of the Canadian um, Women's Chamber of Commerce, where it's all female entrepreneurs, because 
we do have a different experience than male entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs I know who are you know, women of color um, or are othered in some other way, they often find intersectional support groups who could discuss you know, what it's like being a racialized entrepreneur as well as being a female entrepreneur. Because the reality is some of the stresses that we face, you know, men don't tend to face patriarchal constraints the same way that women do. As a white woman entrepreneur, I don't face racism in my business. So, you know, it's, um, I can't really add any value to a conversation about race. I could offer allyship, but that would not be as helpful to racialized women as perhaps being in a group with other folks who are experiencing the same kinds of things. So I think you want to have a nice balance of people who share in your experience and then people who don't share in your exact experience, because it can be really nice to talk with entrepreneurs who see things through an entirely different lens, because that can sometimes give you some ideas for your business. You know, seeing things from another person's perspective can help you see your own business in a different way, which can often help you with creativity or looking at different ways to collaborate with folks. So I think the key is being really, really open. I know over COVID, one of the you know, amazing benefits was it put me outside of the rather homogenized group in the community that I've lived in. Um, and it's, you know, very much informed my next move, my next relocation, because I really like the energy. I like diverse communities where people bring a very diverse range of thinking to things and try to solve, you know, big big problems looking at it from a variety of viewpoints. You know, I've realized that I don't like a homogenous point of view. Uh, and so I deliberately put myself in spaces where people have very different experiences. Um, lately, it's connecting with people who are like much younger than myself because they have a point of view on how to do business that is so different. Um, you know, I find Gen X women like myself struggle a lot with perfectionism and people pleasing. And you don't see that as much with some very young entrepreneurs. And I find that really refreshing because it causes me to challenge some of my own thinking about business problems. You know, sort of saying something has to be perfect before it's launched. And people are like, well, why? <laughs> you know, you sort of build the plane while you're flying it, which is a really cool point of view. So I think being open to different communities. And sometimes, you know, joining a group online can feel less intimidating than like walking into a space um, where you don't know anybody and, you know, where everyone probably thinks a bit differently than you do. So online communities and forums can be really, really helpful. When you join a community, you know, it often takes you a while to decide, is this going to be something that feels supportive or not? And I look for do I feel better or worse after I've been in this group? So, you know, some groups are very competitive and I don't like those groups. You know, I don't like groups where people aren't really being honest about their entrepreneurial experiences. You know, all they talk about are their $20,000 a month and how easy everything is and how all their clients are their dream clients. And I don't have a lot of appetite for that <laughs> because, 
you know, you, you know it's not true. I tend to not be in communities where everyone's trying to sell stuff to each other. I like collaboration, but I don't necessarily want to be pitched to all day. So it's a process of, you know, learning about each other. It's a little bit like dating when you're trying to find new communities. Uh, I think it's important to understand who you are as an entrepreneur and what your values are, and then start to look for communities that either align with that or push you to see things in a different way. Again, there's that benefit of seeking out diverse communities that can challenge some of your thinking, and that can really help you move through some of the blocks that you might have in your business. Um, I look for people I can collaborate with, so people who are in similar businesses but not the same. Um, very quickly, you know, people who are um, kind of like gatekeepers, I guess, you know, who sort of try to keep people out. I know there are some organizations, I think you have to pay to join most of them, and they like only have like one realtor and one massage therapist and and it's that's not always useful because I find sometimes that folks join that they're very um, they kind of guard their territory. But again, that's a personal preference. Other people would feel much more comfortable sharing in a group where they know there isn't a competitor who's going to take their ideas. So it's all about what your personal pre preference is and then checking in with yourself after there's been a meeting to see, do I feel better about myself and my business? Do I feel motivated and energized or do I feel much, much worse? So... Um, accountability partners can be really helpful. You know, if, if you meet people who are at the same kind of stage that you're at in your business, um, it can be kind of cool because you can help each other with researching, you know, funding opportunities or, you know, how to build marketing funnels effectively or that kind of thing. And you can also keep each other accountable. Um, because it's so easy to just deal with kind of firefighting in our business and not being proactive. But when we have an accountability partner, that can be helpful. So look for organizations and forums and groups where they will partner you with, with either one person or a small group of people and you can hold each other accountable. It can be really helpful. Um, I like to tap into groups where they share about opportunities and resources, you know, what grants are available to folks, um, what industry contacts are out there, where there might be sources of funding. And again, it needs to be people who have an abundance mindset. I think for me, that's really key. You know, folks who have a scarcity mindset just aren't that helpful. I remember when I was a, um, a parent, um, I mean, I had a mommy blog where I just kind of share like, this is a cool place, that's a cool place. Like I never sort of worried that by sharing the good stuff, it would fill up and I couldn't have it because I guess I just never experienced that. And then I moved to a different community and I noticed that a lot of the moms, like they would only ever tell you about a program that might be good for your kids after it had closed, right? Like they would tell you the day after the swimming lesson forms had to be in. They would tell you the day after a program filled up. And I'm like, what is that? Like, what is that about? And you can find that in the business world too. Like people will only tell you about stuff once it's full because they're afraid if they tell too many people about it, you know, there will be a scarcity of resources and they won't get theirs. So again, it's looking for folks who are open-minded and want to share. Um, but the quid pro quo is that you're going to need to have that mindset too. 
And so if you don't have a scare, you know, an abundant mindset and you do struggle with a scarcity mindset, part of it might be a challenge to join a group and kind of share resources, share the good stuff and see what comes back to you. You know, I would invite you to, to sort of start trying to do things with more of a group mentality. So, you know, entrepreneurship can be a really lonely path, but it doesn't have to be. And that applies to solopreneurs. Um, you know, there's a handful of people that I touch base with, you know, once a month, once every couple of months, and we just share what we're doing. Um, and we know that somewhere down the road we'll collaborate. We don't know when, we don't know how, we're not sure what it'll look like, but we know we love each other's energy and at some point something will come up and we can work together. And it's really nice to be in that space, you know, with other like-minded people. And that's truly how business success tends to be built, is through collaboration and, you know, helping amplify each other's businesses and giving publicity to one another. Um, that can be a really great thing. So if you are an entrepreneur and you are feeling lonely, I would encourage you to get involved with groups. You know, online can be a wonderful baby step. And hit subscribe on this podcast because, you know, I'm constantly sharing some ideas about my own entrepreneurial journey and together we can make entrepreneurship feel less lonely. Um, join me next Monday for another episode of Entrepreneurial Ease. In the meantime, you can go to um, processdesignconsultants.com and get some free tips and tricks and get a link to a free webinar on trauma and entrepreneurship. Until then, I will uh, hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you next Monday. Cheers. <music>